0: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the world wide web. This is the Rob Carson Show.
1: It is, and this is hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Blaine Holt, Brigadier General, U.S. Air Force, a Combat C-17 Commander, among other things. Going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about uh, China and other things. I had a chance to meet uh, General Holt when I was in New York. It's... It's really cool. I had never met, well, I had met one brigadier general one time when my son was a toddler at an airport at uh, at Reagan National, and my son was like three or four, and I saw a man in combat fatigues, and I said, go tell him thank you for your service, and he did, and it went over and he said, hello, sir, da-da-da, and it turned out he was a brigadier general as well, but Blaine Holt is a brigadier general. We're going to talk to him at the bottom. He's a a really cool guy, too, by the way. It's, It's weird to meet people your age who are much more successful than you are. So anyway, wow, you're a brigadier general. That's that's great. I'm a talk show host and I tell jokes for a living. Anyway, uh, so what else is new? So uh, fake meat sales are plummeting. It's uh, less digestible than real meat and less. Nutritious, apparently. Have yeah, you tried this? The uh, the Beyond Meat and all of that. They were founded in 2009 to fight climate change. And how's that working out for you? 14 years later, is the economy really? You know, yeah. Uh, Beyond Meat, not the only one in the fake music, uh, the fake uh, news. Cheese, Louise. Meat industry. Impossible Foods is there. Upside Foods is in there. And the problem with them is that uh, they do everything they can to make things taste like meat, including adding all sorts of crap that's really bad for you. So artificial plant proteins, all this nonsense. The, the amazing thing about food is that if you eat less of it, you'll lose weight. Uh, it's just nuts. I have discovered that after being on a diet all my life, you know, all my life. If you just eat less, you'll be fine. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to eat like a caveman. You don't have to do cabbage soup. You don't have to do all that crap. And you want to know something really funny? For 30-plus years, maybe even more, we have gone with uh, low-fat, no-fat, artificial sweeteners, all these, you know, Splenda, uh, you know, uh, whatever the heck else. Uh, they got a million different artificial sweeteners. Artificial fat, fake fat. Back in the 90s, they had a fake fat that literally would cause you to have diarrhea. And people were like, okay, I'll eat it. I'll eat my Doritos. If I can eat all the Doritos one, I'll have diarrhea all day. I don't care. It was called a Lestra. And guess what? After all of this stuff, we're fatter than ever. Um you know, my dad died at 72 years old. The reason why he died at 30 years ago was he was a smoker his entire life. But when they did his autopsy, he had no clogging fat knee in the arteries. Nothing, not a bit of heart disease. And the doctor was like, "What? What? What?" Well, the thing is, he ate natural food. He just he ate uh, every morning. He had bacon and eggs. Mom made him bacon and eggs. At night, he had meat and potatoes. And then we go get stuff out of the garden. Natural fat is cool. Butter is cool. Butter, bacon, fat. Don't cause heart disease. What causes heart disease is that partially hydrogenated vegetable oil in your Cheetos and in your Crisco and in your all that crap. That's what it is. Just eat natural food and eat less of it. All right, I'm going to step off my uh, soapbox, although I shouldn't be on my soapbox. I just recently lost some weight, and uh, and I've got to keep it off if I'm going to really prove myself um let's move into i think we should move into corruption what do you think i think we should move into corruption because there is a lot of corruption and here's the sound bite of the day after all of this evidence is coming out that is irrefutable and will ultimately result in joe biden leaving office by hook or by crook this is peter doocy asking the president about uh uh, you know all of this money to his son and of course joe biden uh he was able to think clearly for a about seven seconds
2: there's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them talking business is that what
3: i never talked business anymore? and I, I know you'd
2: have a lousy question well what do you it's why is that a lousy question because it's not true
4: you. do you hear the music Thank in the background
1: did did somebody put that there in post, or is that actually music they use? Because I se- heard the same music when Joe Biden invited some uh, 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 athletes to the White House, and it's Monty Python's Flying Circus.
2: Listen to that. Here it is. There's this testimony now, right? Where one of your sons, former business associates, is claiming it's that you run speakerphone a lot with them talking business. Is that what? Never talked business anyway. Which makes a lot of
1: sense when you think about it. It really does. It makes a heck of a lot of sense that they'd be running the Monty Python's Flying Circus theme song. My business or their business, my sons or daughters. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with
5: Ukraine. I have never spoken my son about his overseas business
1: I have never discussed. Listen to how much clearer he was just a year or two ago. Discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else. Yeah, anything having to do with their business. And then, and then listen to him yesterday being I, I, questioned. I knew you'd have a lousy question. Well, what? It's, why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. Isn't that you? Isn't that you? Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. What the heck are you doing on my lawn? This was Jim Comer talking with uh, Rob Schmidt last night about Hunter Joe connection to uh, to uh, criminality.
6: Comer hypes up self-proclaimed bombshell findings about President Biden, and time after time fails to provide any actual evidence. Today's release is yet another flop that's ian sams at the white house your response to that
0: ian sams is a clown i mean <laughs> we just had the president's uh, son's business partner and best friend testify that hunter biden made his millions of dollars selling joe biden oh, selling yeah. access to joe biden that joe biden was the brand he admitted they didn't provide any service they didn't sell anything uh, what they did was sold access to the federal government they peddled joe biden's butt to our adversaries around the world and took millions and millions of dollars and for some and i don't even want to think about joe biden's butt because it's probably saggy One getting paid with our tax dollars like ian sam's to stand up and say that uh, though they haven't proven joe biden did anything wrong yeah I mean, how much more evidence do they need
1: well it, it is getting to the point of uh just being ridiculous the amount of evidence is coming out and and the number of excuses being made by people like uh, Joe Scarborough and Yoko Brzezinski. Here is uh, uh, Jim Comer, James Comer, talking about uh, you know if if everything's on the up and up, then why are the Bidens fighting and the FBI fighting to cover up more bank records? Yeah, well, why are they? Blocking? Didn't they ask for Donald Trump's bank records, tax returns, and all of that stuff? Remember that? Remember that rectal
0: exam? And it came up with nothing. Talking to us for more bank records. Rob, if, yeah. if the president's done nothing wrong, mm-hmm. then they should allow us to see their personal bankruptcy. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the emails that showed that Hunter Biden was complaining to his daughter that he had to give half of his income to his father. Right. That's pretty damning evidence. Yeah. When his income... 100% came from our adversaries around the world for influence peddling, yeah. for for violating the Foreign Agents Registration Act. And his dad, now we know, was on the phone call with all 20 of these people oh, yeah. there was that, that sent the Biden family these millions of dollars. So Joe Biden has been implicated, and if there's nothing to hide, then yeah. they should be transparent with us with their financial records and stop obstructing and intimidating our witnesses and blocking us for more bank records.
1: And the interesting thing, only the people who watch ABC, CBS, NBC, NPR, and all of those still deny that Joe Biden is crooked. And that number is decreasing. The number of people paying attention to those and the number of people who know that Joe Biden is crooked because of the evidence. And, and even worse, this is James Comer, James Comer talking about the media and, and our media that had the First Amendment. Most glorious thing you could do anything with the First Amendment. You're a journalist. You could you could investigate. You could uncover all sorts of corruption. But our media does exactly what the North Korean media does. But in North Korea, they're threatened with life in prison if they uh, differ with the government. You see, and that's why our media is awful.
0: It, it's a joke. It's a joke. And you know, you go back to a, a, a famous political scandal, Watergate the congressional mm-hmm. investigators didn't find anything out about why uh-uh, it nope. was the media yes you had a media that was hungry that was actually trying to dig and and determine whether or not there was corruption and we have a media that's not only not digging they're defending they're defending yeah. the indefensible when every american sees through this but yet the Washington Post and New York Times and the mainstream media continue to try to act like, oh, there's nothing to see here, even though Joe Biden lied about meeting these people, lied about yep. talking to these people, lied about money going to his family while he's vice president, there's nothing to see here. When we remember, know darn well, there's a lot that we've already seen. Now, I
1: was only a kid when Watergate happened. But I remember my mom used to say, uh, the lie was the bigger thing. The lie to cover it up was the bigger thing. I can't even imagine how big this lie, to cover all this up, is going to get. It's like a giant pimple. I, You know, it's like, get Dr. Pimple a popper. Yeah. Kazakhstani Olargark, Kenya's Rakishev or or whatever the hell his name is, wired Hunter Biden exactly $142,300. The next day, the same amount was wired to a New Jersey car dealership. <laughs> this is so funny. I said it yesterday to pay for a Porsche for Hunter, and then and then listen. To this. this is this is from uh, Hunter Biden asked Devin Archer. I know I'm being a pain in the butt, but uh, what do I need to do to do re Porsche? Okay, and and uh, and Devin said, let me call Nurland. Apparently, what they wanted to do uh, was they wanted to uh, use the car as a company car, so they were like going to write it off on their income taxes. Although he didn't pay it because the money was, you know. Uh, anyway, in, in an almost comical exchange, a representative from the car dealership alerted Hunter Biden assistants assistance that the D.C. DMV denied the lease for the vehicle, explaining that the reason is the business appears to be based in Delaware, uh, temporarily thwarting attempts to classify the Porsche as a company car in D.C. That's why he needed to pay it in cash. <laughs> it's just, it's just so good and so ripe for
5: satire. Everybody, cue Jim Gossett. Mm It's the Biden White House like you've never seen it before in the blockbuster motion picture No good fellas. starring Brie Liotta as Hunter Biden. That was all the money we had, Karen. Oh, you no. left it at the White House. The Coke. You might as well have flushed it down the toilet. What, what are we going to do now, Karen? Karen. They did find it, Karen. Oscar winner Robert De Niro as Joe Biden. What did I tell you, Hunter? Don't bring Ed anything Biden. big in a White House. I don't care where you got it. Take it back. The cocaine, the Cadillac, the fur coat. Porsche. You gotta get us pinched. That's what you're gonna do. Take it back. Also starring Frank Vincent as James Biden. Hey, Joe, what's right is right. Teach this kid some manners. We're over here hugging and kissing and Hunter starts acting like a little jerk. Nah, nah, nah. You insulted him a little bit. You did. Featuring Joe Pesci as... Attorney General Merrick Garland Oh this is good. You think this is funny, Hunter? This mess I got to clean up for you again. Funny how. Hey, Spider, get over here. I thought you said you were okay, Merrick. I'm not okay. This bag, get it out of here, you mutt. No, Goodfellas. <laughs> Distributed by Barisma Productions. Viewer discretion advised, yes. 10% for the big guy.
1: All right, so uh, coming up, they, they actually, they have the guy who the 7-Eleven employees in Stockton beat the snot out of. They have him in custody. We'll hear the story. And then Disney, oh, Disney does it again, man. Disney does what Bud Light does except for they put the pedal to the metal. This is coming up. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. Coming up, remember uh, Chris Ray saying that, uh, well, I have no idea that the uh, field office of Virginia was going after Catholics as domestic terrorists. Well, it turns out it was widespread across the country. The FBI was doing that. So, Catholics, listen up. Listen up. Uh, Americans have uh, soured on Bidenomics. I opened the show with this. 73% of us say the economy is worse off than five years ago. A lot of us are saying, you know, maybe I'm going to have to wait to 70 to retire. A lot of people are wondering what's going to happen. We had Moody's cutting credit ratings of 10 U.S. banks. Six more could face a similar fate. But they're insisting that the U.S. banking system is not broken. Oh, yeah, that's uh, sure. Yeah, remember what happened in 08? Ended up losing my house on that one. That was, that was fun. I don't trust Washington, D.C. I don't uh, trust the number crunchers. I don't trust Janet Yellen. And I would rather feel good about having precious metals in my portfolio with Swiss America. Not your entire portfolio, but some of it. Swiss America has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Let them educate on protecting your assets today. This is important, guys, because there are a lot of incompetent people in Washington, D.C. that can ruin it for all of us. Learn about the truth in their shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. I've got it right here in the studio. And what you need to do is write down this number. When you text or call this number, mention my name, Rob Carson. You're going to get the secret war on cash, so you can get the ball rolling on this, and you can see how to diversify the portfolio into precious metals. 800 289 Call them today. All right. 800-289-2646. Uh, you will get all this information, get an idea, and get The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners. Again, the number is 800-289-2646. Or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. All right? But do it today. Take some time this afternoon, whatever. Call the number, or you can just go to a SwissAmerica.com slash Carson message and data rate supply. It's, you know, it's, it's scary. And this way you can take a little more control without other people who don't know what they're doing being in charge of your money. The latest attack on uh, conservatives and Trump uh, supporters comes from MSNBC's Jason Johnson. They've really gone off the deep end on, on MSNBC, even worse than they have been. They're saying that we're going to start a civil war and all this stuff, and we, we're not interested in it, because a civil war with the left would be over tomorrow, because uh, they're the ones who want to ban guns. They don't know how to use them. And, uh, you know, they're, they're very good when they bully you and surround you with their little mob, uh, like Andy No. But when you confront real Americans, you know, who, uh, you know, maybe have served in the military, you're going to get your clock cleaned. So I'm not worried about that. But uh, they they shooting their mouths off as they usually do. This is uh, Jason Johnson saying that the Republican Party, the Republican Party, is now a terrorist religious cult. I think that's kind of funny. We'll have to get an out- outfit for that, or maybe even a secret handshake.
2: Whenever you have a state that's like eking towards blueness or purple or something else like that, you see a gerrymandered Republican legislature try and block people's access to vote, change what the voting rules are. Change-
1: okay, this is exactly what the Democrat Party did the last several elections cycles so he's projecting he's the voting times and sometimes it works but occasionally if you get a universal issue like abortion people get angry it's abortion 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 where all the back alley abortions we were promised fifty years of roe v wade back alley abortions 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 everybody's gonna die didn't happen and then they're gonna turn out the vote and republicans show again because they're not a party they're a a dime store front for a terrorist organization at this point called maga yes this is another example
2: of an organization that's no longer a party and operates more like a cult and a religious cult than an actual representation of policy preferences on, of uh, people
1: i gotta write this down terrorist uh, cultist all that cult hold on fascist uh, democracy enemies of democracy so i am a terrorist cult member uh, a mega fascist uh, enemy of democracy white supremacist homophobe uh, homophobe uh, transphobe what else uh, yeah that's about it. again, with those labels, I just uh, I embrace them. I, I think they're wonderful. I love to be called names like that because they're so foolish and it's very obvious that uh, they are losing everything and so they're lashing out by calling us names that are absolutely ridiculous. So remember when Jim Jordan asked Christopher Ray in front of Congress earlier this year if the FBI was targeting Catholics, well, it turns out that there was one FBI office in Richmond. Right? That's when he said, oh, if I, get it, if I heard this came out of Richmond. Turns out it was all over the place.
2: Do you think priests priest should be informants inside the church, director? We do not recruit, open, or operate confidential human sources to infiltrate, target, report, But that's not what this this
0: said. It sounds like you were trying to do it in Richmond, Virginia.
2: No, sir. No, sir. If this this didn't happen, you can assure us that this didn't happen? It's a lie. That product did not, as best as we can tell, result in any investigative action as a result of it.
1: Now, remember, I I commented on the word product because product is something that uh, you produce and you get paid for it. And I know this about indictments with the FBI, that there, is, uh, there, is ca- there are cash incentives to agents, by the way. I read about that. And if you're in the FBI, call me. I'd love to hear you. Uh, but a new document says that the anti-Catholic memo not only showed that uh, Richmond was involved, but FBI Portland and Los Angeles were involved in or contributed to the creation of the FBI's assessment of traditional Catholics as potential domestic terrorists. So it was widespread, and one of the reason being is there are 60 million Catholics in America. All right, this is why Joe Biden spoke in front of Independence Hall and declared half of the America mega-fascists and enemies of democracy. Because right now, between mega-supporters and Catholics, you're probably looking at 150, 120 million people. And uh, the FBI and this administration is trying to make them all enemies of the state. That's what it is. Uh, We've got uh, General Blaine Holt coming up. Going to talk about China and other stuff. Numbers 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show.
7: This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers, and true patriots. We're Newsmax, and we're their heirs, and so are you.
3: Newsmax TV, real news, For real people I believe we have a compromised president I believe he is so petrified of China because they know how much money has been given to him and they know where it is and I tell you Jamie Comer's done an incredible job Jim Jordan they've done an incredible job but they found as of today I think 32 million dollars that went into his accounts Uh, the various accounts of the family that's all that's a tremendous amount of money And nothing was done for it.
1: And you kind of got to wonder what uh, exactly the quid pro quo was. I mean, we know the quid pro pro quo for $5 million from Ukraine, or at least Burisma, was uh, getting the the prosecutor investigating the gas company that Hunter Biden was a board member on, uh, got him fired. That's what Joe Biden did. So imagine what he did with China. And we've got somebody on the line who would know. Blaine Holt is a brigadier general, retired from the U.S. Air Force, combat C-17 commander, among other things, also a U.S. deputy military rep to NATO and a Newsmax contributor. And he's on the Newsmax hotline. How are you, General?
6: Rob, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me today.
1: You know, I was teasing my uh, my producer, Brian, because whenever we hear the word general, we think of that guy and he goes, come to the general and save some time. And I thought <laughs> I, should, I should come up with an intro for you.
6: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that was a plenty fine intro and i appreciate it
1: yeah i uh and by the way i uh i I met you in uh, the newsmax uh, studios when you i think it was last december and it was really a pleasure to meet you and it's been uh we should have had you on a lot sooner but we're really glad to have you on so as somebody who is uh, familiar with um our our allies and our adversaries and particularly with China and, by the way, China and Russia doing joint military operations off the coast of Alaska. Uh, what's going on? What, in your gut, sir, as a Brigadier General, what is going on with Joe Biden, China, and then Russia and China working together uh, militarily?
5: Yeah, we what
6: we've got to find out immediately, and it's a national security issue, this is not a poli- politics red versus blue, Democrat versus Republican thing, But but if you think and look back to in this administration, since they took their seats, how every single decision goes China's way, um, and and it's not bringing this this level of weakness is not getting us anywhere with this relationship. In fact, you could make the argument that China uh, in in the last hundred years has never been more aggressive with the United States. And and looking at those ships off the coast of Alaska, the uh, the joint uh, task force between the Russians and the Chinese. You know, before you get all lathered up about that, uh, look no further than right here in the United States with a wide open border, um, fighting age males coming across. We don't know what they're doing and, and what they're about. We don't know why balloons are permitted to violate our air sovereignty. We don't know about the Confucius Institute, which is in uh, 147 K-12 through schools indoctrinating our children. We don't know about how Wall Street's been permeated with uh, a, a Chinese uh, uh, infiltration and, and then our university system and on and on. So, so we have to get at what's going on with our government. We've got to go find out why are we not taking reasonable steps to secure our country from this rising threat.
1: I have heard a number of people talk about the open southern border um, and and military-age males coming across the southern border, Um, and certainly that sends up a red flag. To me, it is a red flag. You just stop that immediately. And I've heard uh, Gordon Chang say that uh, China is readying for war. And then I've heard other people saying, well, China's economy is terrible, so people are fleeing China. Which end of the spectrum would you lean to with regard to that, sir?
5: No. The, the
6: the answer is absolutely both are happening. Mm-hmm. So China is – the CCP only cares about one thing, the Chinese Communist Party. The CCP cares about their own survival. And Xi Jinping is at the top of that. At home, domestically, that, that Chinese Communist Party is in real trouble. They've trashed their economy. They've decimated um, manufacturing. Uh, unemployment is out of control. Uh, they're looking at a food security problem. And recently they've got floods that have just ripped through this country. And the CCP actually got caught uh, opening up the floodgates to save Beijing without telling the people downstream, potentially up to hundreds of thousands of lives lost right down to a a village called Zhuozhou. And uh, the the thing is, is the Great Firewall is not working. The Chinese people understand this and they're seeing this. So the CCP's back is in the corner. Does that mean they throw a hail mary pass and redirect everybody with a big darn war, uh, either directed at us, at Taiwan, uh, regionally? You know, and right now they they are on a one track mind. His number, uh, Xi Jinping's number one strategy is to make it to this BRICS Plus summit with Russia, China, India, uh, South Africa in in South Africa to try to make an attempt at raising a multinational currency that disintermediates or gets rid of the dollar as the reserve currency. Well, you know, these are very, very aggressive steps, and there's nothing coming out of D.C. to deal with any of this.
1: Well, I wonder why, General. I mean, I just, you know, generally, I guess I've never gotten $30 million from a Communist Party uh, under the table. So I and I don't know exactly what that's going to get you, but it should be fairly obvious that the President of the United States is absolutely compromised. And I'll give you one piece of, advi- of, of, of advice. I'm not going to give you advice. Dear God in heaven, I have no advice to give you. But but a, one piece of, uh, of evidence, and that would be um, a virus that was released from a lab in Wuhan, China, right. and the United States not holding. The communist Chinese accountable for wrecking an entire generation of people, destroying thousands of businesses, and causing trillions of dollars of damage. That I right. would say is a massive
5: quid pro quo.
6: Oh yeah, and then threatening us right after the fact. So they don't. They, <laughs> there's not even so much as a sorry. Let's get into uh, oh, this is all the United States that did this. The, the, here's the thing: is as Congress goes through these oversight investigations, my advice is hurry up. We're in danger. Um, and if there is a compromise, well, we've got to find out how deep that runs, because we have a country to defend. That's, that's what we have to do. And, and so there's a difference between embarrassing information and truly classified information for national security. But what I see is no difference out of this administration, that if they want something to be opaque and hidden, they just hide it. Um, and then, you know, let me, let me spare a little venom for the other side of the aisle. Um, Trials or or oversight is great, but where's the accountability and the action? Thank you. So I see a lot of theatrics. Um, I see a lot of theater uh, and embarrassing questions being asked, but I don't see any any action whatsoever. I don't see referrals. I don't see somebody jumping past DOJ and going to the Supreme Court saying, we have problems. But but what we have to do is recognize as a people, both Democrat and Republican, that we are facing uh, threats in this world from Russia, China, Iran. and um, and North Korea, and uh, and we don't see diplomacy, we don't see our leverage being exacted in ways that keep this country safe. And again, it's got to start right here at home. It's got to start with that southern border getting sealed up quick and finding out who's in our nation.
1: Well, uh, let me ask you, because you're a, you're a military man, you've devoted your entire life to it. Um, that would be quite, a, uh, quite a, an offense to try to attack a country that has a half a billion guns. You know, uh, do, what, does, this, does that make us different as a military target from places like uh, China? Because we are the first country where on a Maoist a takeover of the country has been attempted in a country that has a First Amendment backed up by the Second Amendment. Do you think it would be really foolhardy for China to try anything like that?
6: Yeah, so it's how do you do it and what's the strategy? So uh-huh. I would argue, like my friend Gordon Chang, that we've actually been at war with China for quite some time. Um, It just doesn't look like it because hybrid war never presents itself like a war. Um, But what I, you know, where we started this discussion is how many ways are we infiltrated and do the Chinese now have the ability to take over our water supply, paint, get our food supply, uh, get at uh, cyber attacks, uh, co-op Wall Street, knock out our banking systems. Um, You don't have to fire a shot or bring one soldier uh, onto our land in order to get those things done, and they have been doing those things. So then if you black out our systems, if you blind us with cyber and this type of stuff, um, is there something that comes after that? But to your original point, you know, the Second Amendment is a great thing for a lot of reasons. Uh, Admiral Yamamoto, when he was uh, discussing plans to invade um, America, the potentiality of that for the Japanese and, and the what would become the attack on Pearl Harbor. He warned the emperor. He said, guns in America are like blades of grass, meaning we won't be able to deal with it. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah. That's true here kinetically. But we also see from our government that the uh, the Second Amendment is under fire. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, folks, folks who are supposed to be responsible telling us You don't need an AR-15. It's like it's a rifle.
1: Yes. You know why they don't want it. You know why they don't want it, General. Because they don't want Americans to have weapons of war. Because they can defend themselves against weapons of war. That's the reason. And I've said this. I, I've said this to I've said this when I talked to Ted Nugent the last time I said yep. hey man the reason why they don't want you to have weapons of war is because the, the after this after the uh, Revolutionary War which was the British Empire was beaten back by citizens with weapons I mean we right. had the uh, you know the Hessians and whatnot we, we hired soldiers for hire but we had the weapons and when they crafted the the Second Amendment they didn't say hey we just beat the, the you know the British with our own weapons let's go ahead and just do an amendment so people can have guns for target shooting and hunting it made no sense and that's why they don't want you and me to have a weapon of war because if we don't have them then the government can can run anything that's what it's all about
6: they can control they can control everything and back back to you know the the brilliant point lexington and concord the shot heard around the world was all about rounding up Col- colonists' weapons caches. <laughs> and so yes, um, yes. Uh, 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 we, we, our Second Amendment absolutely protects us and, then, and and folks who make irresponsible statements about our liberties. It, look, if you, if you want to eliminate guns and if you want the Second Amendment gone, there's a process for that. Follow it. Uh, good luck getting the, the votes uh, and, and what's required to get a, an amendment changed or taken off the books. But, but even more important, and what our founding fathers were brilliant on, is these first rights that we have, our first amendment, second amendment, fourth amendment, fifth, sixth, um, these don't come from the state. They come from our creator. And what we, uh, there's a nonprofit I've raised called Restore Liberty at restore-liberty.org. And we remind Americans, these rights come from your creator. They are not to be taken away from you. And you need to understand that they're non-negotiable. And it's time for America to get back in touch with its constitution, especially when we see the corruption, um, the things being done in our name, how we're being imperiled, and that they're talking about handing over sovereignty. You've got WHO, you've got the UN, the World Economic Forum, all unelected people who think that they can make Americans do what they want them to do. And uh, what, what we have to decide as a people is, are we going to be the generation to fail our founders? Are we going to be the generation that fails our grandchildren and that they don't enjoy the, the rights and the liberties that we did? Um, that, that can't be.
1: Yeah, and by the way, I'm I'm a member of your generation. We're both Generation X, and and we've been we've been fairly quiet. You know, we've been kind of got around and done our business and everything, and we kind of got our we had our kids and we and we went to college and all that. But I think Gen X is going to lead the charge. Nothing against you, Boomers. Nothing
6: rode against bicycles without helmets.
1: And we. Oh my God. Wheel. I know it's crazy. You want to know something really weird? The other night I was at the gym, and I had people lining up just to see my arms without tattoos. They couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe I didn't have tattoos. Let me ask you this, General, uh, and something that shredded me and has shredded so many people is this testimony earlier this week in California featuring the Gold Star families of the 13 soldiers murdered in Afghanistan. What were your thoughts about that testimony and the president's tone-deaf response to it?
6: My, my, heart, my heart broke just to hear them all over again. Uh, you know, two years ago, uh, I went public with media events and that type of stuff just because of the outrage of watching what happened in Kabul and how it would endanger this nation and what we gave life, liber- life limb, and treasure to. And, and the Kabul 13, and Kabul13.org, by the way, is a great thing to give to to help these folks. Kabul um, 13, but, okay, emblematic. got it. They okay. are emblematic of Americans who played by the rules, did the right thing, did as they were ordered, and yet we have leadership in our nation that absolutely held them with such low esteem that they were some sort of triviality. And well, no, there wasn't, and there still isn't, Rob, one person held to account for what happened in Kabul and what happened during those weeks, not one. And they've had General- two after-action reports.
1: Let me put it in perspective what it is like to be a young man or woman who went in and served their country and came home profoundly injured, maybe missing legs and arms, everything, and having to live your life and be slighted by your country. I have said that I appreciate the great charities that exist, but by God in heaven, if we send somebody back from battle with severe physical or mental impairment, they need to be taken care of for life. All their hospital care, all their housing any sort of career training whatsoever uh your final thoughts on that real quick before we go
6: you can send this this nation to war in 30 days it takes you you have to understand what the cost is going to be on the back end and that's why what we've got to do is get back to before you're going to send us off to war you tell us how it ends up front amen bro military strategists know how to do that work and we got to get reacquainted with that and we don't need to be in everybody's little war around the world no we don't
1: we don't sir i want to thank you for being on the show uh brigadier general blaine holt restore-liberty.com right dot org dot org sorry about that restore-liberty.org is your organization and the next time we need uh an expert we'll come to the general and save some time (laughs) thank you so much rob all right sir have a great day let's take a break it's the rob carson show A little rage against the machine, which is what we're doing. Thank you very much. We are maintaining the intensity while turning down the temperature. Uh, let's do a little uh, a little comedic palate cleanser, shall we? About recent
5: polling in the GOP primary. Donald Trump pulling out, I guess. Polling, polling, polling. Yeah. Donald Trump is rolling. Pollin. Race he is controlling. Leads wide. Leads wide. The saddest he is stolen. Fallin. His poll numbers keep falling. Fallin. No one. Pence because he lied. Well, there's that. Chris Christie's dropping faster oh. and over with disaster. <laughs> He's cutting in at some buffet line. Mm, mashed potatoes. Put him down, light him up, give him hell, Mr. Trump. That is why Donald your leads wine. Run him out, make him proud, you're the man. Tim Scott thinking, was Nikki Haley drinking? Uh-oh. Did they think that they could turn the tide? <laughs> Donald Trump steam rolling, rolling. He dominates the polling. Poland. DeSantis cannot stop the slide. Fire one, fire two, fire three. Of your staff, the margin <laughs> will stay wide. All right, pinces through, rocky Q. Looks like it's the end for you. Cause Trump's lead is wide.
1: There you go. Got a whiplash at the end there. That is spectacular. Oh my God, Jim Gossett. Uh, that is wonderful. Pa- uh, Patreon.com is Jim's site. P a t r e o n. If you can help him out, uh, that is a content creator site where you can fund them when uh, you know the liberal media and uh, and uh, uh, you know liberals don't give you any work, right? They try to shut you down. And if you want to you want to hire Jim, you want to you want to promote him, you want to you know want help him out, you can give him ten bucks a month or whatever patreon.com Jim Gossett County. That's spectacular. That's going to be on the podcast today, obviously. Go to Newsmax uh, TV, no New, Newsmax.com slash listen. Uh, Virgin Mary Barbie and Jesus Ken dolls are drawing ire in, are in the Argentina. The creators are facing uh, death threats. Creators of the Barbies, not the creator who lives up in uh, heaven. Um, Emilio Paloni and Mariana Nala uh came up with the Barbie Virgin Mary and the Ken Jesus doll who were recently on display for sale at a toy store in uh, Buenos Aires. Uh, the Barbie in question symbolizes the uh, Lady of Lujan with an embroidered mantle and a crown. The Kindle is modeled after Jesus crucified on the cross. Uh, it's part of a 2014 exhibition, Barbie, the Plastic Religion. Now, here's the thing. Uh, you would think that I'm very offended and everything, but uh, Barbie is kind of funny. It's actually a pretty poignant point about, uh, uh, a lot of the times, Christianity. You know, we, we're the ones with the mega churches and all this, and, and Barbie being the plastic religion, it kind of makes sense, all right? Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break. Come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson
0: Show. And on the world wide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show.
1: And this would be our number three. Did you uh, watch Newsmax last night? That it was pretty amazing. Uh uh, Eric Bowling had a terrific interview with uh, Donald Trump. I shared a lot of it earlier in the show. Um, and uh, he went to uh, Bedminster to do the interview. If you'd like to listen to the podcast of the show, go to Newsmax.com slash listen. We will post that later today, but I think you will enjoy the, uh, the interview. And uh, Donald Trump was uh, terrific. And, um, you know, it's a mistake that... Uh, CNN fired their president for having Donald Trump on after getting the biggest ratings they'd had in ten years. So you do that uh, at your own peril. <clears throat> but anyway, congratulations to Eric on that. And, and I've got to tell you, Newsmax is much see uh, must see TV. Uh, great the best guests on everybody who is somebody Remember Fox you used to watch Fox you see in the corner coming up Victor Davis Hanson coming up you know Matt Gates and all that and uh, Matt Gaetz, uh you know I literally filled in on Newsmax last week when Rob Schmidt was out so uh, it's it's really cool that uh, so many people are are migrating there and um, and uh, you know making the network just amazing absolutely amazing okay so let's talk a little bit about uh, Stockton, California, the uh, the feel good story of the year, which was the, uh, the the shoplifter getting the snot kicked out of him by the by the Seven Eleven owners, and uh, and then yesterday we found out that the uh, the DA is not going after the Seven Eleven owners. The only one they're going to go after is uh, is the guy that they caught. Here's the story about uh, about the uh, Stockton beating from Stockton.
8: For following developing news in Stockton, we have now learned the store clerk seen on a video beating a man. Who was trying to steal from their store are now under investigation for assault. So here's how it all started. The video shows this man going into a 7-Eleven in Stockton. I just want to hear the beating. Shelves of cigarettes. (laughs) Because it makes me smile. The video then shows the two clerks try to stop him before hitting him with smack, a stick smack, more smack. than two yeah, that was pretty dozen cool. times. Yeah. The store clerks now. You say, know, the,
1: the only thing that makes me smile more is when I watched the Young Turks from uh, election night 2016. You hey, remember that one? That was pretty. They're all just sitting there and watching their heads explode, uh, and then the Hillary uh, voters sitting there in the the big arena in New York and the and the fireworks barge with two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the fireworks sitting there and you know. It just makes me smile. It just does. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Tyrone Frazier is his name. Uh, Tyrone Frazier is the dude. Uh, serial cigarette thief who was beat up by the Sikh owners. And he did find, by the way. Yes, he seeked and then he found. Uh, two Sikh owners of the 7-Eleven. They beat him up real good. Real good, I tell you. Uh, was arrested by officers after, after video a video of himself uh, stealing cigarettes. Uh, The workers are seen smacking Frazier with a stick and uh, filling up a garbage can. You know, the attempted thief, this is the third time in two days the man had targeted the store. On a previous occasion, he tried to intimidate the staff by claiming he had a handgun. So this is why, uh, you know, they they beat him, and I think it's wonderful. Uh, Speaking to uh, Leo Terrell. He said that the authorities should not look, be looking into prosecute. He says, who's at fault is very simply the criminal. Look how relaxed he is. That's the Democratic laws that are in California where the criminal is the victim. And uh, so this guy... Uh, uh, the focus should not be should not be on the shop owners, obviously. But forty two year old Tyrone Frazier uh, was con- arrested in connection with a series of robberies uh, at Seven Eleven burglary and other outstanding warrants. So duh, this is this is uh, Soros uh, prosecutors. Series of robberies occurred at the Seven Elevens that on Center Street. Officers arrived scene, blah blah blah. Number of cases. So anyway, that's the guy's name. It's uh, it's Tyrone Frazier. And he's got tattoos on his face, so that'll show you kind of what a moron he is. What about Post Malone? I don't care about Post Malone. I mean, he's pretty good. But honestly, tattooing the face is you're going to wake up and you're going to, what the hell was I thinking? Dad, Grandpa, why do you have those things on your face? I don't know, because I did something trendy with something permanent like an idiot. Well, Grandpa, why do your earlobes hang down to your knees? Oh, I gauged my ears in the, uh, in the year 2020 when I worked at a Starbucks like I'm some sort of a tribe member. I know, it's really stupid. What about your nose? What is does your nose, the septum, hang down into your mouth? Oh, I put one of those big cow rings in my nose because I was trying to be cool back in the 20-somethings. Yeah, that's what happens. Hey, let's go to Chris in Fort Worth, shall we? One of my favorite callers. My
3: Chris, man. what's up? What's up? Bob, it's your man, Catman Chris here in Fortress <laughs> yes. Fort Worth. I'm a yes. Panther City Tiger. <laughs> yes. Are you there?
1: Yes, I'm okay. here. I'm here. What's oh, up? What's up?
3: Real quick, I got a joke. Uh, what? Where does... Uh, Hunter Biden go when he needs to get away for a little while.
1: Is this radio friendly?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Okay, go ahead. Krakistan. the Krakistan. city is yeah, capital city of prostitution. It's a great place to blow your money.
1: But okay, that, you I know. might want to work on that. If you're gonna do open mic, Chris, you might want to bury that one. You know, open okay, up with okay, something okay. strong. Yeah, open up with a some little something a little strong. All so right. what else? What else is going on? I'm just I'm pimping you. Come on. Uh, what what else is going on?
3: Well, uh, you know uh, the, the, the 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 Biden uh, administration is so corrupt. They're covering for him. They're running the show. Obama and Susan Rice, and the whole world sees it. It's just not just the American people. The whole world sees it. Yet we're still so docile. I'm not saying let's have a revolution and let's start a war, but um, We're still, our Republicans in the House are just docile. They don't want to do anything. And it really just upsets me that there's inaction since January.
1: Well, I'm with you. Chris, I'm with you, and actually just did a poll. I think it was Ipsos, Reuters did a poll of uh, Iowa voters because the Iowa State Fair is going on. 77% of Republicans want Joe Biden impeached. So clearly, the the Republican base, they understand that if, if Donald Trump could be impeached for superfluous nonsense that were proven wrong, then certainly if we've got mountains of evidence, we might want to get on this. Now, I believe, and the, the vibe I'm getting, is that it's going to happen before the end of the year. And it better. I'm just going to tell you what it better. Mitch McConnell, meanwhile, is saying that we shouldn't do it. But that's Mitch McConnell. And guess what? His political career is over. All right. he may be the minority leader, but he will never be reelected and as soon as he's done, if he makes it to the end of this uh term um because his health is failing uh he's done he's absolutely done so um they, I know that the Republicans are are ready to do something they've been a little reticent about it, but there is a point where it's like the evidence is so overwhelming. just do something right chris yeah,
3: um no, you no. know uh, it's. When, when I hear Comer, and, or especially uh, McCarthy, say, well, we're still gathering evidence. you got all the evidence in the world. I, even, uh, even with Hunter, the gun alone, on top of the, the tax evasion, uh, that guy should be in jail right now. This yeah. is insane. They're above the law, and I, I, I just... I, I, I'm, I'm stunned
1: I know bro I know it, it's frustrating hang in there okay if you heard my if you didn't hear my monologue today listen to the monologue because okay. uh, uh while things are terribly terribly serious don't get me wrong people are getting it you and I are getting it you and I are getting it and I'm talking about a lot of people even Democrats are getting it so don't don't uh you know fret don't every day wake up and go Grr! Because we are. It's getting through. It, despite what ABC, CBS, all of those guys are saying, it's cutting through. My, uh, Chris, i got to run. Let's go to Mike in Nottingham, Maryland. Mike, welcome to the
4: show, man. What's on your mind? Thank you, Rob. Hey, Rob, can I do a follow-up to Jim Gossett's song on the Republican presidential nomination?
3: I,
1: I suppose. I wouldn't want to try to compete with Jim Gossett, but go no, right ahead. No, I'm
4: not competing. I, I just <laughs> wanted to say... Uh, I wanted to cite two new polls today, August 10th. One is Signal, the Republican presidential nomination. Trump has 53%. Re- Ramswami has 11%. DeSantis, 10 Trump is up 42%. Yeah. Uh, and the second poll is a Farley-Dickinson poll, the Republican presidential nomination. Uh, Trump has 58%. DeSantis, 15%. Trump is up 43%. Yeah. And I yeah. think, uh, my opinion is, DeSantis should uh, suspend his campaign yeah. uh, and throw his full support behind uh, President Trump in order to salvage his uh, political uh, career.
1: For the- uh, Mike, actually, that's a, that's a really brilliant point, um, because I don't see this ending well for him. Uh, and I got nothing against get around to that I think he played his cards wrong here. I really, really do. Uh, he had a lot of momentum. He jumped into the race, and he thought the momentum would continue to build. And what he failed to realize is that while he may be the opening act, he's not the headliner. And, and what's going to happen, and what he could have done is he could have kept his powder dry and worked on possibly being a running mate for Trump, which would allow him four years of uh, study— At the Trump Institute, and then eight years of the presidency. And Ron DeSantis chose to jump into the race and really, really alien himself, alien himself with with Trump voters. And that's, you know, just the way it is. And and he he had a misunderstanding. So many people have a misunderstanding of what is behind the support of Donald Trump. And and Mike, you know as well as I do, it's a movement. It is a movement to save the country. It's not another election cycle. Would you agree? I absolutely agree with you, Ron. Yeah, it is. It's it's something that you can't quantify unless you speak common man right? You know, unless you speak common man, uh, you don't understand the peril that the country is in. Unless you speak common man, and of course, uh, including women there, but unless you speak their language, you're going to be talking like uh, Joe Biden and Corinne Jean-Pierre. They think the economy is great, and Joy Behar and all these morons, uh, and these people who, who otherwise would be, I mean, honestly, they're like the uh, the audience members from the Hunger Games. They sit there and they look down as you and I struggle to survive, and they, and they you know, throw crumbs at us like Joe Scarborough and his uh, uh, his wife Yoko, so they don't understand it. They don't. They don't understand common man, and I think that is uh, they do so at their own peril. And and uh, the common the common people in this country are not uncommon. They're the ones who die. They're the ones who farm. So. Coast can, can, uh, and the West Coast can eat, although there are farmers in both states, don't get me wrong. But they don't understand it. They don't understand why we're so angry. They don't understand why we love our country so much. And they don't know the ends to which we'll defend the country is founded. They don't. They don't. And that's, um, that's a shame. But go ahead.
4: We desperately need President Trump uh, four more years. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. going to make them greater, more prosperity, bring back prosperity and security, uh, and his second four years is going to be greater than his first.
1: All right, brother, thanks for the phone call. Tom Fitton actually uh, just did a video, and I want to share what we're up against, because right now, uh, this, this judge in DC. is trying to gag order Donald Trump so the media can parrot the leaked information from the prosecution, and Donald Trump can't respond to it, and he can't campaign, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is part of the, the greater Plan, to Shut up Americans. And here is, uh, this is uh, Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch telling us exactly what's been going on and and how we've got to beat it
9: the court decision which i have here it's uh 155 pages and it's well worth reading yeah and i'm going to read you part of it uh highlights all the evidence that the state the states and their plaintiffs were able to obtain showing the government's role in censoring you
1: now this is the case brought by the ag of missouri and louisiana
9: Fellow citizen, in denying you the right to information, fellow citizen, listen to this on these the social media platforms. They're trying it again, and
1: topic after topic. You name it. Uh, now listen to this, because I told you, the government told you how to think and what you could say about all of the following things. I said this a couple of years ago:
9: uh, the Hunter Biden laptop, COVID vaccines, COVID masks, COVID policies. Uh, election information and and disputes about elections. Uh, This is a damning document that details the massive censorship of American citizens that's never really been seen before in American history in terms of the scope and sheer numbers of victims.
1: Now this also contributes to what I was saying about understanding what is in the heart of average Americans. And average Americans, when you say things like retribution, the retribution is for stuff like that. I mean You can talk about, oh, I'm going to do this to Social Security and I'm going to do this to infrastructure. That doesn't matter to them. All they care about is the malfeasance of the government, the abuses the government put on us, thought they could get away with, and the economy and how much we're suffering. That's it. All right, so coming up, I want to touch on this Disney thing. That sounded weird. I'm going to talk about the Disney thing next, okay? And if you want to chime in, 800-922-6680. Take a break and be back. It's the Rob Carson Show. top workout songs ever. oh God smacked. Um, okay, a little shout-out to the Generation Xers out there. Let's see if you remember this. Yeah, you remember uh, Wonderful World of Disney? This was back when... Uh, we're going to sound old-timey Rob here now. Um... Uh, We only had three channels when I was growing up, and they were ABC, CBS, NBC, and if you're lucky, you got a crappy PBS station where you could watch uh, crap. And so, uh, Sunday nights were a big deal. For me, Wednesday nights were really good because my dad was uh, working... And I could watch the Muppet Show because that was my favorite thing. And uh, and then on Sundays we'd have to suffer through. Are you ready for this? You want to sound real old? My parents used to watch the Lawrence Welk Show. Dear God in heaven! I mean nothing against the you know World War Two generation and everything. That was their vibe and stuff. Oh, here we go. Of Disney, the wonderful world of Disney. And you'd sit through the, uh, the Lawrence Welk show, and you'd go right into Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, and then you'd go right into Disney, and you'd hope and pray that it was going to be a cartoon, but half the time it was a stupid nature documentary, and you were like, well, son of a gun. <clears throat> but I would still go back uh, a thousand times if it, uh, if it meant that Disney would pull its head out of its rear end. Disney has uh, raised streaming prices by as much as 27% after posting a loss of $460 million in the second quarter. And, and the reason being is uh, Disney has decided to forsake its, uh, its base, which is families with parents and children, uh, families with children parents and and, and kids. And, and Disney used to be a very sacred thing to families with kids. And I've been to Disney World a number of times. It's glorious. Uh, and and it's wonderful. It's magical. But for some reason, Disney has decided to go w- woke. They're redoing their movies. They're de- coming up with stupid movies like Lightyear, which was woke. And they got rid of Tim Allen, who was the voice of Buzz Lightyear, which was really stupid. Uh, and then they had Strange World. I've heard that's really stupid. Um, they, they did the live-action version a little Mermaid, I don't care. Everybody's like, you don't like it because you're racist. I don't care. I I really don't care. I like Disney movies. I like animated movies. I like WALL-E. I like uh, Beauty and the Beast. I like Lion King. I like all of them. I've seen them all. Because I grew up with, uh, my, my kids grew up with them and gave me an excuse to watch them. So, unfortunately, Disney has decided to do something really stupid. Uh, they've invited a bunch of people who who uh, should not be involved with the company and with children. And if you would have said 10 years ago that a, a grown man would dress up like Minnie Mouse, put on a petticoat and a bow in his hair... And do uh, videos for children. And Disney partnering with that person, you'd, you'd go, what the what? Really? Are you out of your mind? But that's what they did. TikTok influencer, Sean Altman, biological male who identifies as gender fluid. is promoting a line of girls apparel. Would you want this guy in the uh, same department store as your daughter? Uh, near the dressing room? Are you out of your mind? But that's what they've done. I'm going to, I don't have a lot of time here, but I'm going to play a little bit of this. this adult male
8: dressing like a little girl. Let's get dressed. Today, we're looking at the most iconic friend group, Disney's Mickey and Friends. And the character, most like me, is Minnie Mouse. And I have the most perfect dress to start the look. It even has little Mickeys on it.
1: You can be feminine, you can be gay, and all of this. But this is an adult man dressing like Minnie Mouse for children... And i got to tell you, anybody who dresses like this is an adult man, it's probably a
8: fetish. And I love how bold of a red it is. It's just like Minnie. I'm thinking of layering a fun collar, like this one, just to give it a little more flair. But now I feel like mm. the dress needs more shape, so let's add this white petticoat. A petticoat, it.
0: it's
1: yeah. It's so fun to move in. Yeah, and It's I- an adult man, all right? Uh, And again, I don't care if you're gay or whatever, or, or feminine or whatever, if you're a woman and you're masculine, I don't care. But this person, Sean Oltman, is an adult man who dresses like Minnie Mouse. So either this adult man is certifiably insane, or this is some sort of a fetish, and Disney's cool with it. Really? Is it any surprise that Disney is losing money majorly? 800-922-6680. Last half hour of the show, right ahead.
8: Now for hair, I'm thinking of doing space buns. So let's pull out my hair donuts, and just like that, it kind of looks like I have many ears. And Minnie wears gloves, so I need gloves. I'm also going to add this watch with Minnie and all her friends on it. It's so cute. But now, to be as bold as Minnie, I need a bold red lip. It's a classic, and it's so pretty. Now, let's add some black tights and pull out the iconic yellow pump. I'm just like Minnie Mouse. But wait, something's missing. I know. How could I forget? A giant red bow. Now, do you want
1: that guy uh, hanging out with your kid's Girl Scout troop? Do you, do you want to do that? Because, honestly, uh, there's a point where you kind of got to go. This is a little ridiculous, and I'm not going to be down with Disney hiring a an adult male who likes to dress up in little dresses and garters and <clears throat> shoes and heels and hose and all of that and then and then give little girls advice on how to dress up like Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse. You know why? Because it's super creepy. And, and Disney, honestly... I got, I got, I, I uh, just kind of done, kind of done, kind of done, kind of done with this Disney nonsense, and uh, and this is what they do. They they hired this uh, this influencer, Sean Altman, who's a biological man, who has uh, seven hundred seventeen thousand followers and en- enjoys playing fantasy role play as Minnie Mouse. Normally, that would be considered kink. But uh, somebody says, "No, no, Disney should partner with this." It, it's really uh, shameful when you consider that so many millions of parents have trusted Disney with content, and now Disney's doing this. What, what kind of guys? I'm just going to tell you: you better pull your heads out of your rear ends, because uh, there is no one I would protect more zealously than my children. And uh, that they would do this is just remarkable. Target is uh, facing uh, backlash because several of their investors. At least one investor, Brian Craig, who owns uh, 216 stair- shares of so- uh, stock, is going after a Target for this nonsense they tried back in, what was it, June... Uh, May, they introduced the uh, Pride-themed clothing uh, in May, b- a month before Pride Month, because they wanted to really do it big, and they put these little tucking swimsuits for little boys whose mothers have Munchausen by proxy, and, uh, and, you know, you could tell your four-year-old, oh, you can be a little girl, yes, you can, yes, you can, we'll get you on those puberty bloggers, and we'll cut your penis off, <laughs> you know, honestly, mom, get some mental help, dad get custody okay because seriously you've got to be kidding me but that's what target did and this uh, shareholder is suing target because of it and see this is how we win this is how we win we tell these companies, these woke companies, that uh, we're not going to stand for this crap because uh, it's not right, it's not good, and we can't move the bar in that direction. Because if you move the bar to, okay for an adult male to dress up like a woman in pantyhose and uh, and a petticoat and put a bow in her hair, uh, uh, that's normally reserved for, you know, somebody who's kind of into that, but not for children. So...
2: There's that.
1: Let's go to Mick in West Virginia, wild and wonderful. Mick, how you doing, brother?
2: Uh, good morning, good afternoon, sir. Um, yeah. This this Minnie Mouse thing that that's nothing. What would you say if I told you that Disney hired a convicted, as in did time in jail, pedophile to direct a movie for them about twenty five thirty years ago? Oh, really? Yeah. Which which movie it's is that? Powder, as in Baby or Talcum? Yeah. Vic, Victor Salva directed yeah. that film.
1: The movie I it. I kinda remember the powder, wasn't it like a space alien or some guy or whatever?
2: Yeah, pasty white lad yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that had magic powder powers. sorry. Yeah. And um <laughs> this 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 director is the same guy that did the Jeepers C- creepers series. But oh, okay. um his victim found out that this creep was directing a movie for Disney and he says, Do you guys realize who you have you know, directing the movie, you know what he's convicted of, and Disney apparently was really blasé about it. They're like, yeah, well, he, they've already started on the project, so nothing we could do.
1: Yeah, weird. Well, well you know, they're
2: they redoing them. Yeah, sorry, they're
1: redoing Powder starring Hunter Biden. <laughs>
2: I don't doubt <laughs> that. You know, All right. Or they could update it, and make it woke. You know, have Joe do Ashley.
1: Okay, thanks for the call.
2: Appreciate it,
1: man. You know, Neo the other day, Neo is a R&B star, and he's written a lot of great songs and all this. I'm not all that familiar with his work. It's not because I'm a white guy. It's just because, you know, it's not my wheelhouse. If I listen to R&B, but I listen to R&B like, you know, Earth, Wind and & Fire and the Gap Band and, you know, groups like the, the, the Commodores and all that. And then some of the early uh, rap and R&B, uh, the early aughts and the 90s and whatnot, whatever, whatever, anyway. But Neo, um, he uh, he's <laughs> had some things to say because he said that little boys and little girls should not undergo trans surgery. And if you th- just back up and think... You're not going to let your kid do a tattoo. You're not going to let your kid do uh, ear piercing or whatever. That's obviously some, uh, some uh, nationalities you get ear pierced when you're a baby. But there are some things you just don't do. And somehow, because people are afraid of offending trans people, we've been tricked into what is uh, what I would consider to be what's called a social contagion. That's why so many kids are like 40% of the incoming class for whatever, you know, or gay, lesbian, bi, or whatever. So it's, it's a social contagion. It, that's what it is. It's something popular. It's like, it's like gauging your ears when you work at Starbucks. It's stupid. And one day you're going to wake up, you're going to have shower curtains on your ears, and your ears are going to be around your, your you know laying on your shoulders. But it, that's, it's called a social contagion, and, and some people are susceptible to it. And unfortunately, we bought into this. And a lot of adults who should know otherwise... Have bought into it as well and and here is what neo originally said uh because he was talking out about how he's a father and he doesn't believe that children should change their gender
7: because uh, they shouldn't change their gender if your little boy comes to you and says daddy i want to be a girl and you just let him rock with that you just let him He's five. If you let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's going to do that. When, when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, let a six-year-old, let a 12-year-old make a life-changing decision? When did that happen? Like I don't, I don't understand that. So that's
1: a common sense question. Why would you send your kid in for voluntary mutilative surgery that will end up with uh, lifelong um, physical pain and uh, and issues eighty percent of the time uh... thirty percent of the time you're gonna have uh, uh... incontinence for the rest of your life uh... for men who have an artificial what whatever put in there i mean you gotta use like a device to do this and that to it and maintain it like a fish tank or something i don't know what the hell but it's not it's not good and, and then and so his publicist apparently issued an apology apology and i mentioned this the other day i said this sounds like it was written by a i because it was so cliche, cow-tow, you know, kind of thing. Where oh, I was so wrong. Please forgive me. Don't ruin my career. And uh, this is the this
7: is his reaction. I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer. So check this out. Yeah, listen, that's it. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. I am a 43 year old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls, okay? That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. My intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. What? I'm absolutely entitled to feel how I feel the same way you are entitled to feel how you feel. I ain't asked nobody to follow me. I ain't asked nobody to agree with me. I was asked a question, and I answered the damn question, okay? Yeah,
1: and uh, believe it or not, conservatives can have opinions. See, it's protected by the Second Amendment, despite what the federal government did to shut it down using the weight of government. Here's a little bit more from uh, Neo with regard to this apology. Live how you want to live, love how you want to love.
7: There you love, go. We don't but care. But the opinion is yours. Yes. Speak your opinion as much as you damn well feel like it, because as I said, they're not important. They're not special. Everybody got one, and you're entitled to it. I'm entitled to mine. All right. Y'all feel how y'all want to feel. Have a great day. It's Neo. Peace and love. There you go. Peace and love. All of that stuff. And and this is the one thing he said he's absolutely not cool with. Somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will never be okay with yeah. that. I don't care. I, I definitely plan to... Edu- that's because it's insane. It always has been. It still is. I myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any book anywhere or any opinion that somebody's going to tell me that's going to make me okay we're letting a child make a decision like that that's just period point blank and that's how i feel if i get canceled for this then you know what maybe this is a world where they don't need a neo no more all right uh, uh, i agree i agree here's jim
1: gossett <laughs> stand by your trans
5: sometimes it's hard to be a woman
1: hey honey what do you think of these mickey mouse ears i'm wearing here yeah. Minnie Mouse,
5: I'm sorry. When you sound and look just like a man. and
1: i put my petticoat on under my dress now.
5: That kid, Dylan, is really killing. Dylan Mulvaney. But, but like, lighting away, they hadn't planned. And Disney didn't learn anything from him by your trans. Who says he's now a female? female. He looks more like a male. You can't say that, it's offensive. The girl with something extra. Stand by your trans. Do, do, do. Dylan needs more than makeup. Whoa, 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 whoa. He puts on all the blush he can. Manny, you look a little goofy. (laughs) Stand by your (laughs) trance.
1: That is uh, Jim Gossett, by the way. Jim Gossett. This is kind of funny. Um, I didn't know if you knew this, but showing up for work is uh, subjecting your workers to racism. Did you know that? You know, a lot of people, uh, and I'm going to tell you, as somebody who works at home, in every break, between the breaks here, I usually have to get up and leave the room because I don't like sitting that long, right? I don't like sitting for three hours. I sit for four hours before the show getting ready for the show. So I get up and I walk around and all that stuff and, and all of that. But uh, I, when I went to New Hampshire, it was nice to see people when I went to Benny Media, and the, and the uh, Pulse of New Hampshire met all the people there. It felt good. I like being around people. It, you know, going into work is actually kind of cool because you meet people and interact with them. Otherwise, you just sit here and you go crazy with uh, two dogs and two children, you know. And then you start dressing up like Minnie Mouse when your wife's not around. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. But anyway, so uh, the Los Angeles Times, <laughs> you don't even want to see what I would look like in a Minnie Mouse contest. you would be like, the, you know, the rock dressing up is uh, not that big. But anyway... So, um, do you, the LA Times reported Tuesday that making employees shift from work at home to uh, showing up in work risks exposing Black employees to workers of color to the racism they that may uh, they may experience in person at the workplace. In an article entitled "Remote Work Gave Them a Reprieve from Racism," they don't want to go back. The Times reported that many Black workers and other people of color found that remote work lessened the racism that they faced on the job. <laughs> Somebody needs to tell the guys at the car dealership I worked at, because all of my bosses were either Cheeto, Sampat or Sam Akalagu. So one guy from Africa, one guy from India. Not exactly white guys, yeah. And, and Cheeto was—he was hard on me, man. He was good. He was—I used to call him uh, what did I call him? A tough love. I used to call him tough love, because he knew I knew he wanted to make me better. But he made my life. All right. So anyway, even in hardware, uh, hard hybrid spaces, uh, remote employees can be at a disadvantage for career advancement since managers sometimes forget about them or assume they are less productive than their in-person peers, a concept called proximity bias. So this jackweed suggests that uh, black uh, workers should stay at home. So they're completely forgotten, I guess. Right. Isn't this kind of what the Democrat Party does with with uh, people of color anyway? Isn't it kind of what they, they try to do to people of color? Just shut up, vote for us. We'll make sure we take care of your schools. Don't talk out ag- against us because, you know, you, we'll call you an Uncle Tom and all that stuff. Isn't that kind of what it is? They say that uh, workplace politics and discrimination can make the office an undesirable place to be. Well, you know, I guess we're still living in the Jim Crow era, right? Or maybe there are already laws in place to prevent racism at work. And this is just a convenient, stupid excuse by a uh, a liberal Karen living in a cul-de-sac trying to do like uh, they did with so many things in the summer of 2020. Tell black people what they need to do. Like, uh, you know, uh, defund the police and get rid of mrs butterworth's in response to george floyd's dying yeah it's kind of stupid let's take a break and come back last break of the show coming up i love it when uh liberal dreams come crashing down uh and it's it's always obvious to uh, you and me when we see things like we gotta defund the police oh uh, what's gonna happen what's well, it's going to happen. You're going to reward riots to the tune of, uh, what, uh, uh, how many billions? A couple billion dollars, 30 people murdered the summer of 2020. And you're going to re- reward that by getting rid of the police. <laughs> it's just so stupid. You know, it's stupid. And, and also, uh, and it's failed across the country, and we're watching it. And, you know, and as far as I'm concerned, New York City, uh, places that have bedded down with leftist politics, You know, sorry, deal with it. Uh, san Francisco deal with it, Portland deal with it It's your problem, you know uh, As uh, as uh, Napoleon said uh, Never interrupt an enemy in the process of destroying himself And that's what they're doing And Eric Adams, uh, he was down with uh, you know Sanctimony cities I call them Sanctimony cities Because none of the mayors who say that they're a sanctuary city Want to abide by those rules They want those border towns and those lesser people To uh, absorb all of this uh, And here is Eric Adams now Because of san- Sanctimony city policies Now begging the federal government for a disaster declaration.
7: We're also asking the federal government to declare a state of emergency. This will allow federal funds to be allocated quickly to yeah, help. Yeah, see us. that's our money. And
1: uh, you got yourself into this crap sandwich, so you figure it out. Address the urgent
7: challenges we face. That were created by your political party. Additionally, the federal government needs to provide more funding to match the reality of the course on the ground.
1: How about just tell them to shut the border?
7: Finally, we need the federal government to lead a decompression strategy at the border, so cities, the states across the hey, nation. Hey, dummy, just call it, shut the border down. can do their part to shelter.
1: He's just admitted that you've got to seal the border. That's what he just did. And so after all of this, the moron, uh, and sorry, I'm just going to call him that because I don't think he's a very smart person. Uh, and if you don't believe me, listen to him talk. Um, like so many uh, of these uh, idiotic schemes that they come up with, you know, they come in. They, we're going to change this. We're going to change that. We're going to do this. And it's going to be different now. And then they find out that everything they tr- they learned in academia was false. It was a pipe dream. It was it was spewed at them by academics who had no practical experience in life. Yeah, I think that the black people would like it better if we defunded the police. Meanwhile, people in the inner cities are like, "Uh, we need the police. And no, 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 we've got this. We've got this. I'm Karen. I'm a liberal, and I live in cul-de-sac America. We got this. And while we're at it, let's go ahead and get rid of Uncle Ben Rice, and let's get rid of Aunt Jemima. But wait, uh, Aunt Jemima is like a hero to the people who knew Aunt Jemima in her hometown. Doesn't matter. We're white people, and we know better than you. Oh, and let's take down that Columbus statue while we're at it. So anyway, uh, Eric Adams says the city's going to have to spend $12 billion by 2025 to provide housing and services for the flood of immigrants arriving in the city by buses as the city scrambles to provide shelter. Uh, You know what? Uh, You come here illegally, no shelter pour vous. That's that's what you need to be telling people. There are already 57,000 migrants sleeping in city shelters and emergency housing systems, and more are being bussed into the city. Do you think this is going to end well? For Eric Adams, do you think this is going to end well for Portland or San Francisco? Or are they going to descend into hell? Because uh, right now, none of those cities are saying, steal the border. So their situation is not going to improve. And the only thing they have to combat it is ask you and me for more money. It's going to fail. People are going to suffer. And the border needs to be shut down. But since Joe Biden is in office and most probably Eric Adams and, uh, and uh, the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, probably voted for Joe Biden. So uh, and, and, the, and the people who live there who voted for Eric Adams and, and, and her or Ted Wheeler in Portland, too bad, so sad for you. Yeah, that's what I got to say. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Have a glorious rest of your day. God bless you. Stay positive. Don't catch the so stupid. Big old Friday show tomorrow. I'll see you then.